0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. The scene out of Kentucky is just horrible. The scene at the Amazon Center there in Illinois, six people dead. You have a nursing home in Arkansas that was collapsed by these tornadoes. But across the breadth of Kentucky... You may have over 100 people who were killed. Now, that doesn't get in the way of politicos who just want to be political. It doesn't get in the way of those who want to scream about the Green New Deal and climate change and look what the Republicans did. They're tornadoes, ladies and gentlemen. They were here before us. They'll be here after us. These patterns have killed before, and unfortunately, they will again. And the idea that we should get political and play this game, that somehow some legislation from the United States will stop this act of nature from happening, that's as radical and ignorant and hateful as anything I can think of. There is a far chasm between, hey, we shouldn't burn tires in the middle of the road. Hey, when we cut down a tree, we should plant a tree. And we have to change how we fundamentally exist. Because look what we're doing when there just is no connection. There is only the radical, awful, terrible point of view from those people who should be nowhere near these points of view. Nowhere near them. When we hear from a FEMA director that, well, this is all because of climate change, that's not helping anybody. That's an obscene thing to say. You have a job to do, and that is to help the people who need the help not get involved in political pablum. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. 833 got Tony. 833-468-8669. That is the number. This was the update earlier from Governor Andy Bashir in Texas. I, I want to share this with you. Goes a little bit, but I want you to hear what's been happening. You know, these are the kinds of stories as we often talk about. Uh, oh, you're you're on the coast, you don't care what happens in the Midwest. You don't care what happens to you, me, and we. You don't care. Derechos in, in Iowa that left people dead, not a word. I guess they just didn't want to talk about Biden this, that, or whatever today, so they're actually focused on this. From the governor of Kentucky Democrat, Andy Bashir He breaking down just how bad it is. Our state was hit
1: by at least four tornadoes. One stayed on the ground in Kentucky for at least 200 miles, devastating anything in its path. Thousands of homes are damaged, if not entirely destroyed. And it may be weeks before we have final counts on both deaths and levels of destruction. We lost lives in at least eight counties and at least 18 counties suffer damage. As of this morning, our best count for confirmed deaths, uh, the most accurate count we have as of this morning, are 64 Kentuckians. Remember, this is fluid, and the numbers will change, and sometimes they have, thank God, gone down. Other times they've gone up. It breaks down as follows, 20. In Graves, 13 in Hopkins, 11 in Muhlenberg. I think that's been reported as 12. We believe it is 11. 12 in Warren, 4 in Caldwell, 1 in Marshall, 1 in Taylor, 1 in Fulton, and 1 in Lyon. Undoubtedly, there will be more. We believe it'll certainly be above 70 maybe even 80 but again with this amount of damage and rubble it may be a week or even more before we have uh, a, a final count on the number of lost lives currently we believe there are at least 105 kentuckians that are unaccounted for that we are still working to find Currently we have 300 National Guard assisting rescue and recovery efforts, a few more than that. Hundreds of state employees from the Transportation Cabinet, the Division of Forestry are clearing roads. You know, we saw a little light of hope yesterday and we were actually able in and, and Mayfield to, to get from just clearing roads to starting to haul uh, debris away. Um, I believe that's the same in Muhlenberg County from my conversation with the judge uh this morning uh worked directly uh, with groups to get cell service back in hopkins uh marshall and i think it's up and going in fulton county as well working on um hickman to recap we declared a state of emergency uh roughly midnight before midnight uh before the storm really
0: that was Governor Andy Bashir of Kentucky, 64 known dead, 105 unaccounted for. And the town of Mayfield, Kentucky is, is missing, as, as I have heard this described, wiped off the map from the, from the devastation. Just an absolutely hard scene. And it's important, it is very important, that we don't allow ourselves to get wrapped up in this total level of politics and hate and screaming uh, climate change nonsense like the FEMA administrator Deanne Criswell did.
2: This is going to be our new normal, and uh, the the effects that we're seeing from climate change are the crisis of our generation. Uh, We're taking a lot of efforts at FEMA to work with communities to help reduce the impacts um, that we're seeing from these severe weather events and help to develop system-wide projects um, that can help protect communities.
0: Your job is to deliver food and water and maybe some shelter, and that's it. No one cares about your hot take. Now, maybe it's the kind of thing you say and get you invited to parties. No one's interested in a party right now. They are interested only solely and exclusively in being able to figure out how to survive until tomorrow. She wasn't the only one who went down this road. We should be perfectly clear. Things are bad and they will stay that way for a while. Now, uh, we do have a plan here. There's just no way for me to get this going before the holidays, which is really bothering me because I want to be of service. But I have a touch of research to do, and I want to make sure I do something right because what I'm trying to do uh, is going to be very, very widespread. So we're going to try and get this done properly. Uh, Until then, we're going to have more on uh, this story. Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary... She is scheduled to take the podium there uh, in, in uh, at the White House Press Briefing Room. We want to hear what she has to say. We're going to hear what uh, she's getting into. So we will bring that to you as well. Oh, they moved the time, producer are You see what they did? I figured they might. Oh, they are little sneakers. They are little sneakers. In the meantime, I will get into the latest on Fauci's insanity in New York City. New York has created a whole new problem for voters. And the answer is, and and the problem is, they don't actually care if you're a citizen. That's coming up, I'm Tony Katz.
3: Finally, a personal note. After 18 years, this is my final Fox News Sunday. It is the last time, and I say this with real sadness, we will meet like this. 18 years ago, the bosses here at Fox promised me they would never interfere with a guest I booked or a question I asked, and they kept that promise. I have been free to report to the best of my ability to cover the stories I think are important to hold our country's leaders to account. It's been a great ride. We've covered five presidential elections, interviewed every president since George H.W. Bush, traveled the world sitting down with France's Emmanuel Macron and Russia's Vladimir Putin. And I've gotten to spend Sunday mornings with you. It may sound corny, but I feel we've built a community here. There's a lot you can do on Sunday mornings. The fact you've chosen to spend this hour with us is something I cherish. But after 18 years, I have decided to leave Fox. I want to try something new to go beyond politics
0: to all the things I'm interested in. I'm ready for it. A- He's ready for a new challenge, is Chris Wallace. Chris Wallace leaving Fox News Sunday, heading to CNN+. Plus. <laughs> You know, he goes on to say that the people at Fox never told him what to say, never once, you know, questioned his content. So why couldn't he do the things that he wanted to do at Fox? That's a weird, weird thing at play there. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, good to be with you. I think also there's there's this continued idea, or I should say it's not continued. There is this idea that the Sunday shows matter. In a 24-7 news cycle, do the Sunday shows matter? Everybody's doing an interview all the time. Do the Sunday shows really have the impact that they used to have? I miss the days of Tim Russert. Does that mean that there's still a Tim Russert necessary in our society? Do you need a towering great like a Peter Jennings or a Tom Brokaw or a Dan Rather who then totally beclowned and befouled himself? Or is all that over? Because news is... It's it's everywhere. It's all of us. It's all the time. But going to CNN Plus is just... I mean, that's just special. Because who's watching CNN Plus? Why couldn't you have gone to Fox Nation? So he didn't leave to go about doing the new thing, Ari. He left for the money. Why not say so? Because
2: that doesn't come across as sincere. He's
0: got total sadness that this is the last time we'll be seeing each other like this. Why not say, I I, I am sad, but the paycheck is sweet, and I'm going. That would sound horrible. Yeah, but it would at least be honest, and it sounds better than whatever it is he's pulling here. Eh, that was fine. Meanwhile, the Sunday shows are not what they used to be and I don't think they matter like they used to. You know, I I do this show. I'm in the noon to three Eastern time slot, which is considered a power time slot for radio. What if it's not? And I'm not trying to to, to diminish myself. I think we do a dang good show and the numbers show it. The question is, what if it was a power slot because it was Rush Limbaugh's slot? But it's not necessarily a power slot. Originally, this nobody was listening to talk radio at this time. Years and years ago, but even before there was talk radio, I mean, who was listening from noon to three? They were working. So it's really interesting how this plays out. I've been asked a million times, you know, I, I do a morning show as well. Why haven't you left mornings? And the answer is, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. There, There's a lot of cool happening in a.m., a lot of things you can get accomplished, and there's a lot of value there. Oh, I love it. Love it. But I don't know. Maybe, will noon to 3 always be the place? Maybe yes, maybe no. Things do change. I feel that way about Sunday shows as well. Meanwhile, the city of New York, they have got themselves a bill that has passed their council that allows non-citizens to vote in local elections. So we could say it again, for those of us playing the home game, non-citizens can now vote in New York, which is, of course, everything the Democrats have ever wanted ever in the history of ever. Why should you have to be a citizen to vote in our elections? Everyone should be able to vote in our elections. So now they have expanded voting, Um to green card holders. Now you can say, "Well, Tony, that's not everybody. It's 800,000 people in New York in the boroughs and they don't have a they shouldn't have a right to vote. You have to be a citizen to vote. Those are the rules. And I don't want to hear anything else. Well, you pay taxes. Yes, you do. Here's the other option. You leave. Now what do you want to do? The ridiculousness of the arguments that are out there cannot be understated or overstated, I should say. This is a disgusting, despicable piece of legislation. And of course, Bill de Blasio, that commie, is going to go forward with it. There are members of the council who are not in favor of this, including Democrats. It, As they see it, One of their problems is, not that you're even saying it, the residency requirement, 30 days. How many elections can you steal if you've got people who can come to New York 31 days before the election and vote? Because you'll have same-day registration and everything else. It's a scam, people. You don't think these people are trying to steal elections? What is this? Of course it's trying to steal elections. As a matter of fact, I defy anybody to tell me otherwise. Go on. Tell me about how stealing an election is very tough. Not when you tell 800,000 people who aren't citizens, hey, you can vote now. And remember, we're the ones who let you. And you got a little thumbs up there, a little, little, you know, smile, a little twinkle in the smile. Gleam. Right? How are you not disgusted? And I defy anybody to tell me why this is okay. I mean, let me, let me tell you what's going to happen when you tell me it's fine. You're going to get laughed at. You're going to get laughed at huge. And then most probably I'm going to make fun of your mother. These are, the, these are the two things that are going to happen. It's just downright offensive. The unwillingness. Uh, it's not an unwillingness. No, not the. That's not the, the the right word. The hatred of nation. So absolutely positively great. That's hate. When you let people who are not citizens vote, it's hate. You hate the country. That's that's pretty ugly. Oh, one more thing. One more thing. Um, we shared this video the other day. Of the US attorney from Massachusetts. Her name is Rachel Rollins. And it was about a news crew interviewing her outside. And and she's yelling at, at the news crew, How dare you? Why are you why are you at my house? And my kids are inside. And she's cursing at them. And then she's like, And you do this to a black woman in, in today's America because you've got your white rage. You're you're trying to interview me it was really an ugly video the video it should be noted was not a video that came out this month it comes from january of 2021 so this is before she became u.s attorney which if that video had come out i question whether or not she would have become u.s attorney i'm not saying this to try and give her some kind of cover no i think she's awful I just wanted to make sure I was clear. When you see that, that that video, which is from Boston 25 News, a Fox affiliate there in Boston, that was from January of 2021. I don't know why it became uh, so much of a story now, but you don't like that a news ca- a camera crew is near your, your office, okay. You don't have to like it, but you uh, wanna br- make it racial? You're just gross. And she is. Meanwhile, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki is supposed to be holding uh, the briefing. Let's hear what she has to say and where she gets it wrong once again. This is Tony Katz today.
2: more families in America to be able to afford an electric car that is made in America. The House passed our Build Back Better Act just before Thanksgiving, and the President and I are confident that the Senate will soon do the same. This bill is fully paid for and will not raise taxes on anyone making less than $400,000 a year. We are determined to get it passed. And bring down everyday costs for the people of our nation.
0: You're not going to be able to do it. Well, I mean, let, let's just start with the basic problem, Vice President Harris. And you've got one basic problem. You don't have the votes. You don't have the votes. Ah, ha, 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 ha. You're going to need congressional approval and you don't have the votes. You don't have mansion. You don't have cinema. Because you don't have anything that actually provides value to the American people. And stop it with this lie about the raising taxes. Of course you're going to raise taxes. No one believes you. That much uh, we can be sure about. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. That is the number. But that's just her being her. I want to get into this idea of cover, the cover that Joe Biden is, is getting. And it's a cover on a couple of things there, there there's the, the economic cover and then there's, well, something far more in, in, insidious. First, let's talk about the economic cover. This is Chuck Todd on meet the press talking about the economy and Joe Biden and we are back Uh, it seems as if
1: there's nothing the White House can do to improve their political standing these days it does feel like every week there's another poll it's a new bottom it's a new this and some of it is out of their control Mark Murray and I were having a discussion his two big promises were to get COVID behind us and to get rid of Donald Trump COVID's not behind us and Donald Trump's still lurking it's not his fault but is that why we're in this no man's land here, friend?
0: Well, of course it's his fault. He lied. He lied. It's Joe Biden isn't doing well because Donald Trump won't play nice. Son of a gun! Raise your hand if you thought that that Donald Trump was going to play nice. Go on, go on, raise your. You know I, I can't. I can't see it because it's, it's it's radio. Just shout it out if you thought Donald Trump was going to play nice. Shout it right out. Just shout it, just shout it, shout it right out.
1: All right,
0: all right, all right. Wait, did I hear somebody? Did somebody say, did somebody say something? No? Yes? No, nothing. It's just my, just my, just my imagination right there. It's not fair to Joe Biden that Donald Trump keeps having rallies or wants to sell you a MAGA hat or do whatever. By the way, did I hear that Trump is upset with Netanyahu? Because Netanyahu, when he was prime minister of Israel, congratulated Joe Biden on the election. All right. The the story, as I heard it, was that Trump accused Netanyahu of disloyalty, to which I would tell uh, President Trump to his nose, that's the single most ridiculous damn thing I've ever heard. You sound like a crazy person. A flat out psychopath lunatic. Of course he's going to thank him. Guy's got a country to run. Aren't you the guy who told me, mm, China, that's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a tough leader. He's a, he's a tough cookie, that guy. He's killing his people. Tough guy. You got to respect it. Everybody's playing their own game. But it, that's just nuts. Said it, meant it, moving on. Still, Trump is better than Joe Biden. Can you imagine? But it's true. Trump didn't go away, and that's not fair to Joe What did you think was gonna happen? And you promised us that we would be rid of COVID and we're not. What you really promised us is that there would be better days ahead. And not only have you not brought it, you're really opposed to it. You're the one who brought mandates and it took the courts all across the country, federal and and district to say, nope, you can't do this. You're the one who wants to keep Dr. Fauci in our lives chock filled with hate. Hate I I wasn't gonna do this now, but I'll do it right now. This this is the latest Fauci. This is the latest Fauci. I'm telling you, if you're driving, if you're driving, hands on ten and two, I, I need you I need you safe. Here we go. You know, George, it's tough to tell because the third shot of an MRNA could not only do what we absolutely
1: know it does, is it dramatically increase the level of protection? But from an
0: immunological standpoint, it could very well increase the durability of protection by things that you can't readily measure by the level of antibodies that you might have a maturation of the immune system that would prolong the durability. You don't
1: know that, George, until you just follow it over a period of months. If it becomes necessary to get yet another boost, then we'll just have to deal with it
0: when that occurs, but I'm hoping, from an immunological standpoint, that that third shot of an mRNA and the second shot of a J and J will give a much greater durability of protection than just the six months or so that we're seeing right now. First things first, the science says that as the vaccine goes on after six months, your possibility of getting COVID certainly goes up. But the idea that somehow the vaccine stops working, that has not been shown. As a matter of fact, it shows that it works against serious illness very, very well, even nine months in. That's the data from Dr. Scott Atlas, who, if you want to talk about somebody who doesn't agree with Fauci, well, there you go. But if more boosters become necessary, we will just have to deal with it. Man, that is hateful. It is what it is, what it is. And I think all of this is uh, about the cover. More and more cover for really bad policies. More things to explain while the economy isn't back. The economy is not back because it's not back. Because nobody has faith in this economy. That's the problem. But there's more than just cover on the economy right Uh, the economy is doing well but but trump won't stop talking so nobody sees it and the press won't report on it because trump this and COVID that but they utilize COVID the other way to try and give biden cover in 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 different ways it's very strange stuff but that led to this this was an interview on cbs sunday morning between uh, I, i forget who the reporter is and jill biden first lady you tell me what you think of this. Because it's something. If I could get it to play, it'd be dangerous.
3: Recent polls that show that quite a few Americans have some questions about the president's current mental fitness. As somebody who spends, <laughs> I can see you shaking your head. <laughs> yes. So what's your response to that? I
0: think that's ridiculous. What's Ridiculous. People have questions about Joe Biden's fitness, about Joe Biden's mental acuity. It's not ridiculous. It's what Americans are thinking about. So why not address it? We ha- we're watching. We see a problem. I need to prove it? All right, I'll prove it, but I'm going to need a little help. So there's Joe Biden. at was a summit about democracy, and well, here he is.
4: By outside pressure from from autocrats, not 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 to assert that any one of our democracies is perfect. Investing in our own democratic our, our own democracy, supporting our our partners. We pursued we pursued a broad-based agenda, a true active consensus between Democrats and Republicans and our country. And soon, and soon, I hope, I hope to sign into law a a bill we call the Build Back Better plan. Provide baselines for accessing the ballot box and just evaporates confidence that the people much need to have in their government. And today, I'm proud to launch the Presidential Initiative for Democratic Renewal, which will focus efforts across diplomacy, across our diplomacy and foreign assistance programs to bolster democratic resilience and you...
0: He cannot read off a teleprompter, with any level of clarity. Certainly, the cough doesn't help, right? But that's that's could be anything. This is one of just many, many examples of him losing track, losing focus, losing thoughts. It happens time and time and time again. It's just flat out insulting when they say it's ridiculous. By the way, it's, it's Joe Biden and the Biden White House who was doing this democracy summit, and Taiwan was presenting, a Taiwanese minister, and showed a, a map of the area. And Taiwan was a different color than China, meaning it was its own nation, and the United States cut the feed because they didn't want to upset Beijing. The cover that Biden has given about his economic Uh, plans about the fact that he won't stand up to China and on his mental acuity. That's a story. We think Biden's ridiculous. America is not impressed. So if Jill Biden doesn't like the conversation, so what? But then again, I don't know why she's being asked. What else is she going to say? Jen Psaki is supposed to be holding a press conference, a briefing, let's see... If they do it, oh, are we are we taking bets? Are we taking bets? Uh, they're still planning on it. We'll take the break. We'll find out. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. So Joe Biden seems to be taking questions about tornado relief. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Let's take it to the president. The, uh,
4: peace of mind, of people being able to actually put their head on a pillow, lie down on a bed, and be able to uh, know their kids are going to be okay. And uh, and so with the, this is a narrow path, the devastation is, is just stunning. I mean, there's nothing left standing, basically, along the path that goes all the way through. You know, do you have that other... Let me ask, show that other... Uh, uh, to, in terms of housing because I think this is the best way to illustrate just how precise it's you go to the one that goes all the way up this just takes you to... so if you take a look well, I want you to point out where we are here you take a look where Mayfield is or Bowling Green is that's not, we're not talking about Mayfield now but all these you know, Yellow dots here along the way are residences, and they've been wiped out. They've been wiped out. Commercial and government historical sites and you know industrial sites.
0: It's been wiped out. Do you mind it's putting wrong. One back up for me? The Mayfield? absolute devastation from these uh, tornadoes is just it's it's beyond belief. And we're going to learn more in the days ahead. Right now, Gensaki holding a press briefing. Let's hear what the Press Secretary has to say,
2: making federal funding available for temporary housing and home repairs to help individuals and business owners recover. And I think many of you may have seen our FEMA administrators speak directly to people having places to live and be and stay as being one of the issues we are working through. Disaster survivors can apply at www.disasterassistance.gov or call 1-800-621-FEMA to get help. The president's action also makes federal funding available to the state and eligible local governments and nonprofit organizations for emergency work. Damage assessments are, of course, continuing through the impacted region, and the president stands ready to provide additional assistance as needed. He also directed FEMA to lean forward with a proactive response, and the agency has done just that, which means uh, it requires governors requesting assistance in order to get it, uh, but he wants uh, our teams to be uh, very engaged, actively uh, about what the needs may be and make sure they have the information necessary to apply if warranted. Uh, yesterday, as I noted, the Secretary of Homeland uh, Security and the FEMA, administration were in con- and FEMA Administrator were in Kentucky just one day after the tornado subsided uh, to meet with the governor and other state and local officials. Uh, FEMA has also rapidly deployed urban uh, search and rescue teams, incident management assistant teams, and mobile communication operations vehicles to assist response and coordination efforts and has sent dozens of generators, 30,000 meals, 90,000 bottles of water, 4,500 blankets, 2,100 cots, and other critical commodities to Kentucky to help families in need. Uh, And as you've heard the President say, a number of times he's committed to meeting whatever the needs are in these communities. Also wanted to note that today the President uh, will sign an executive order uh, that will help promote fiscal stewardship by improving the way our government delivers everyday services to the American people. It outlines more than 30 specific agency actions that will make it easier and simpler for people to access government services and benefits, things like making Social Security benefits easier to access online so retirees don't have to go into offices if they don't want to, saving them time and big headaches at times, Uh, using innovative technology to speed airport check-ins and reduce wait times, allowing Americans to renew their passports online instead of having to print forms and pay with a paper check or money order, and providing online tools that make it simpler to file your taxes. Also, you can update your address.
0: Honestly, it doesn't do you any good to talk about, well, uh, we we, we want to help these people, but first let's make sure they have an easy way to file their taxes. I I, I think you can uh, pick a couple of zip codes and say, you know what, you have till August. That's oh, that's a that's a take. But certainly, I mean, let let us dig in just a to touch on the politics of something like this. These tornadoes that ripped through the Midwest, the damage done in Arkansas, done in Illinois. You have at least sixty-four people dead and. In in uh, in Kentucky and it may be more. Um, the assistance that you give, I mean that that how you handle these things, it it, it measures greatly on, on a president. Just ask George Bush Katrina. It measures greatly in these moments. So they're going to spend a lot of time in in ensuring that they've they've done their job. They're going to spend a lot of time in letting you know all the things they're offering. And you're not going to hear me object to it. You're not going to hear me say that it's somehow a a, a problem. You're going to hear me say when they talk about, well, the problem is climate change. That's when it's going to get ugly. Now, James Taylor is the president of the Heartland Institute. And he is scheduled to be with us up next. Is there any data point out there that can really state that, you know, the problem is... Is what's going on with climate? Or is this all just politics 101 as usual? James Taylor breaks it down. He's scheduled to be with us next. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today.